Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. The 2018 Georgia Southern Seniors have been baptized in beautiful Eagle Creek, and that means one thing, Eagle Nation. Football season is right around the corner. Welcome to Gotta Talk. I'm Matt. That's Cody. What's up, Cody? What's up, Matt? I am super excited to get uh, this episode on the way. We're going to preview the offense, so let's get it. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, real quick before we start, we just want to send out our thoughts to the Wirtz family. Quarterback Shy Wirtz, uh, his family house was involved in a house fire. They lost everything, all their personal possessions, so all our thoughts uh, definitely go out to him. Um, there are ways you can help. Uh, we do urge you to do that, but do so the right way. Due to the NCAA compliance rules, there are limitations on how you can donate. A relative of uh, Shy actually set up a GoFundMe page. Now, if you're not a Georgia Southern booster, you can donate to that GoFundMe. If you are a booster, however, you will be in violation of those NCAA compliance standards if you donate to that GoFundMe. So to get around that, the Georgia Southern Athletic Foundation has set up a fund that you can donate to, and that money will be donated to the right place to help out uh, Shy and the Wirtz family. So again, our, our thoughts go out to him and his family. Uh, we hope they get back up and running soon. Donate if you can. And donate what you can and as Irk would say do right and do it the right way we have all those details of, of how to do that on our Twitter account you can follow us at gotta talk podcast so thoughts are with him and uh, moving on So now let's talk offense, Cody. We are going to break down overall of what, what we might expect under new offensive coordinator Bob DeBest coming from the University of New Mexico. We touched on it in our first episode, talking about the hires uh, under new head coach Chad Lunsford. You know, looking at those 2017 numbers, not very good. You know, under former offensive coordinator Brian Cook and Tyson Summers, uh, 332 yards per game. That was the lowest since 2009, 202 rushing yards per game. 4.14 yards per rush and just 20.83 points per game scored. All those were the lowest since 2009. If you know your Georgia Southern history, that was the last year under former head coach Chris Hatcher in that high-powered passing attack. So not very good numbers, Cody. Uh, let's just kind of talk about how we were last season on offense and, and what you kind of expect this year overall. Yeah, anytime you're being compared to the 2009 offense that we had, that's not a good thing. So those numbers were definitely not what uh, we as Eagle Nation expect out of our football program. So definitely looking forward to this year. We want to see an increase in all of those yards per game, rushing yards per game, uh, points per game definitely all needs to increase dramatically this season. And, you know, those, those passing numbers, that was probably the one bright spot of last year, really, the last two years. Definitely a more pass-heavy offense in 2016. In 2017, the passing numbers were 1,320 total yards. That's 110 yards per game. Um, and that, that was higher than the two years under Willie Fritz, but obviously uh, very different offenses. So now let's look at new offensive coordinator Bob DeBess coming from the University of New Mexico. This guy has tons of experience. It's probably the most experience we've ever seen out of a offensive coordinator, or really even a coach outside of maybe Irk Russell coming to Georgia Southern. 30 years of 
experience with stops at TCU and Minnesota as offensive coordinator early in his career. Uh, Six-year run as head coach at his alma mater, Southwest Texas State, now just known as Sunbelt rival Texas State. He worked as a wide receiver coach for Purdue and Texas A&M before going the high school route for a few years and then led the resurgence of the offense at Sam Houston State under former head coach Willie Fritz. The last six years, like I said, spent at New Mexico. The first four, he was a QB coach for them as well. In the last two, he was a wide receiver coach. His first five seasons, he ranked in the top 10 in rushing, including leading the nation in 2016 with more than 4,500 yards. Before taking over in 2012, the Lobos were 106 in the country in rushing. In that first year under DeBess, they were fifth. He added 2,600 yards of rushing in one year, Cody. So let's just talk about Bob DeBess and, and what you think he brings to this Georgia Southern offense. Definitely an excellent hire, like we mentioned in the first episode. Um, he will bring much-needed experience to that coaching position um, that I think we've been lacking the last couple of seasons. Uh, we'll definitely, definitely have a game plan going into each and every game. He will know what he wants to do. He will have, um, and he'll have the knowledge on how to do it and the experience. I mean, like you said, this guy's been coaching for over three decades. He's been all up and down college football um, as an offensive coordinator and position coach. I, I expect very good things. I think most, if not all of Eagle Nation, expect very good things out of him starting this year immediately. Yeah, and, and one thing we talked about, Cody, that I wanted to touch on was, you know, he he took over a New Mexico team that wasn't very good. I mean, they only won three total games in the three years before he came under uh, head coach Bob Davey there. And, you know, he basically transformed them overnight. Like I said, added 2,600 yards of rushing in one year. So a, a team that didn't have that identity and stepping in, that has to kind of ease the minds of Eagle Nation because while we definitely took a step back these last two years in rushing, that is still at our core. It's who we are. It's who we want to be. So bringing in a guy that, that clearly knows how to run the football, um, that, 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 that's got to be reassuring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, New Mexico has never been really known as a football school, and, and they definitely never really had a, a history of, of a winning program. So for him to go in there and immediately make that kind of an impact Impact. Um, I would expect the same thing, if not an uh, even greater impact here. And uh, if he does, and I think we can we can definitely look for good things coming up this season, especially with the points per game. I think we will put up some big offensive numbers. And if that's the case, then I think we will have a lot of wins this season. So now let's move on. We'll go position by position, just like we did with our defensive preview. And we'll start uh, where it all starts, where the offense is predicated, and that's the quarterback. Shy Wirtz returns for his redshirt sophomore season. He was 85 for 152 passes last year for 921 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, quarterback rating of 115. Cody, just tell me a little bit about Shy Wirtz and, and how you think his progression or how you hope his progression will be uh, going into a second year leading this team. Well, he's definitely the number one guy coming in uh, into the season. We hope that he will progress as far as running the option better and far as knowing how and when to pitch the ball, really taking it and attacking the defensive and really making the uh, linebacker safeties corners really kind of either commit or take bad angles that will open up those running lanes for us when we attack the outside. And then also knowing as far as how to give it to the dive back and let him kind of take it up the middle. But I think what we really want to see here is his ability to know 
to how to pitch and when to pitch the ball so that we're not taking two, three yard losses, but instead, you know, in those certain situations in which, you know, the lane's not there, we at least get a two, three yards so that we're not moving backwards, which is, you know, also important in this offense. So that's the thing that we want to see progress. Um, the other thing as well is to make sure that he doesn't get what we guess what you would call happy feet in the uh, pocket when he drops back to pass. I think there were times last year, especially in the beginning of the season, where he would drop back or he would get the ball and if the number one receiver wasn't open immediately he seemed to almost be tap dancing back there in the pocket and trying to look for ways to get out and almost uh, in a panic so we look for him to be a lot more calmer in the pocket when he does go to pass um, I think you kind of already see evidence of that um, in the spring game and, and then in this last scrimmage that uh, just occurred so I look for that to continue. I look for that to get better. And so hopefully the passing game should be better as well as his ability to kind of pass the ball. Now, looking at those backups, uh, certainly never want to see a quarterback go down. But if they do, you want to have quality backups. You have uh, LeBaron Anthony back there, a senior that just got awarded a full scholarship. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, You also have Cato Brown, another senior that transferred in as a JUCO last year. So tell me a little bit about these two guys. Yeah, I think um, both these guys are really uh, very good guys to have behind. Shy Wirtz, both are seniors, both have experience. Both, I think, if for some reason Wirtz needs to come out, I we feel comfortable in uh, their abilities to run the offense. Now, Cato Brown, you'll probably expect him to run more of the option. He'll be a, probably a little bit better of a runner than, than uh, LeBaron as far as how to, to go about running the option, but uh, Anthony's probably definitely the better passer of the two. So as far as either one of these guys, I think they're both pretty good whether or not they come in or not. So I feel, I mean, I feel comfortable with them. Um, just, just to be frank, I think if these either one of these two guys comes in and has to play a series or play multiple series, I think they can lead this offense um, in score points as just as well as Wurtz can. <laughs> Now, moving on to the offensive line, you know, that uh, clearly is is an important part of any offense, uh, if arguably probably the most important part of any offense, but especially uh, a triple option style offense. It all starts up front. You have to have guys that can move laterally, create space, especially under this uh, shotgun and pistol style um, triple option that the best is going to run. So, Cody, tell me a little bit about this offensive line. Anchored by senior Curtis Rainey, a Remington Award uh, nominee, which is awarded to the nation's best center. Yeah, this offensive line is a is a group that we definitely need to see improvement in um, in order for our offense to be effective this year. Um, Curtis Rainey definitely going to be the center. He's going to be the probably the leader for this line. Uh, would definitely be the anchor for it. It all starts there with the center uh, as far as the exchange from him to uh, the quarterback. So I think our line as an overall unit, I think is going to be pretty good. They should with DeBess and now the uh, new offensive line coach will probably be a little bit more on track and, and on point as far as what they need to do. And we'll have a plan going into each and every play in each and every game. One of the things that, that made me feel confident going into this season is, is overhearing Bob DeBess talk about our offensive line. I know there's been a lot of questions. Will this line be good? We haven't really seen it been all that great these last two seasons, um, but he seems really confident in them. Um, and if he's confident in the line, then I'm confident in the offensive line. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, and, and that's the thing that I think is important to po- point out is in this last scrimmage that you attended, Cody, in the spring game that we both attended, 
you know, they were rotating guys at, at every position, including the offensive line in. So it was hard to kind of get a, a read of what the cohesive unit will be. We also got some new additions, some late additions with the recruiting class, got some junior college transfers as well, including Aaron Dowdle, uh, a, a junior college transfer from Georgia Military College at 6'4", 315. So, I mean, it, you might see some of these guys step in as well. And uh, just, you know, it, it, it's just kind of really hard in this offseason to kind of get a read of, of where these guys are. But but as you said, I think with a guy with the experience of the best saying that he's comfortable, then, then I'm comfortable. Exactly. And another thing that I'm kind of really, uh, you know, looking forward to or, or excited about the signing is they seem to be big. Like, I think all these guys are at 300 pounds or more. And if we can get these guys going up front and just pushing the defensive line around, I think offense-wise, I think we're going to be solid. So moving right along to running backs, we have Wesley Fields returning for a senior year. This is a kid that has played every year, you know, uh, played as a freshman. Last year, probably not his best year. I'm sure he would even admit that. Had 173 carries, 811 yards, uh, averaged 4.6 yards per carry with five touchdowns. Uh, definitely looking to have a big breakout year. So let's start there, Cody. Yeah, definitely the number one back that we have. Um, I look for a big year out of him. I think uh, with the new coordinator, with a new offensive scheme, I think this just sets him up for success as long as he can stay healthy. I know that in the first scrimmage they, he didn't play as far as just to kind of keep him from taking hits and to keep that shoulder healthy, but I look for a big year. Um, I think another thing that people don't realize about Fields is that he's a really good running back as far as receiving and catching the ball, and I would like and hope to see DeBest use him in a way in which it kind of gets him out of the pocket in our passing game and kind of sets up those wheel plays or sets up some type of screen play to really kind of utilize his his hands. I mean, his hands are really good. So I look for him to be just explosive. I look for him to be, as far as the running numbers, I look for all that to increase. But don't be too surprised if you also don't see him come up with two or three big plays each game out of the backfield catching the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then moving on to the running back number two right now, that is likely Monteo Garrett. This is a guy that really shined when he got to play last year. Uh, it's a thing that I brought up uh, briefly in our defensive preview uh, when we were talking about the special teams, actually, and Wesley Kennedy and some of these other guys that, that really shined when they got their hands on the ball. Monteo Garrett was one of these guys. He had 33 carries last year 248 yards average of 7.5 yards per carry and two touchdowns so uh, Cody just tell me a little bit about Monteo and what you expect out of this senior I think he's gonna be our home run guy I think you'll see you know all of a sudden one two plays he'll get two three yards two three yards and then bam 75 yards he's off to the house for a touchdown I think this is how he's gonna play this year I think it's a very nice uh, compliment to Wesley Fields, who's kind of like your steady horse. He's just boom, 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 four, five, six yards, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Garrett, I think you'll come in, you'll see like two yards, three yards, and then bam, to the house. He's gone. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing this combination on the field together. I look forward to seeing him rotated in and out. 
I think Garrett's gonna really gonna be a guy in which you're gonna be like, wow, you know, where, where's this speed at? You know, how how come he hasn't been playing the last two three seasons? So I think by the end of this season, when it's all said and done, look for Garrett to be one of those guys that we really kind of are like, wow, this guy had a had a fantastic year. So when you talk about a triple option offense, you definitely have to factor in the quarterback as that maybe not that third running back, but just a a running back. And and uh, Wirtz actually uh, ranked second on the team last year, 207 carries. That was first on the team, 724 yards, uh, not far behind Wesley Fields, 3.5 yards per carry, three touchdowns, and a long run of 42 yards. So tell me a little bit about uh, Shy Wirtz. Cody, We uh, you, you mentioned uh, in the quarterback segment about his uh, read ability, being able to pitch the ball, making better decisions, obviously know when to keep it a run and use that speed and athleticism that he has. Yeah, I mean that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be it right there. I mean he, when he finally takes the ball and goes around that that uh, offensive line up to that outside, he's got to know when to just go and just hit that hole and, and and read that the defender has a bad angle, or he got you know he has to know when he has to pitch it. I think we you don't have to look too back in our history. You know Ellison and Upshaw, they they seem to be very excellent at knowing how to do that. Um, Wirtz needs to to pick it up. That's one thing he has to improve upon uh, this year is his ability to do that. Uh, if he doesn't, it's it's it may be a long season. Um, I think we can get overcome it, but I think he will improve that. I think that will be something that you will be talking about four or five games in about how well he's done that, how well he's been able to pitch the ball, how well he's been able to, to really run that option um, as far as knowing how to get around to the outside, read the defender, see if he needs to pitch the ball, see if he needs to attack. And most importantly, like I said, not pitching the ball and us taking two or three yards loss or not running horizontal just to the sideline and then it's too late to pitch the ball. And you kind of really did the defense's job for them. You know, in this type of offense, you got to attack, attack, attack. You got to make the defenders make a decision and then make them pay for making the decision. You got to make them come to you, allow us to either pitch or allow us to either have the – for them to take the bad angle and then boom five six eight ten yards or all the way to the house so look for this to improve look for the pitch game and the option i think to to drastically improve this year so other than fields garrett and Wirtz, let's talk about some of these other running backs, Cody, that might step up, uh, starting with uh, Matt LaRoche, also uh, Logan Wright and Grant Walker, all three redshirt freshmen. Yeah, each have their own, I guess you can say, specialty when it comes to the running back uh, position. Uh, Matt LaRoche, otherwise known as Speedy LaRoche, I think you can tell by his nickname, is the speed back, a guy that will uh, bust a hole and then... Uh, you know, you look up and he's 20 yards past all the defenders. Uh, he's supposed to have excellent speed, supposed to really be able to outrun anybody on the football field. I guess you can only say, if you want to say there's a, a downside, would be size. He seems a little bit smaller than the other backs we have on the team, but he's supposed to be their speedster, he's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be kind of the fastest on the team. So, if you know, when he plays, if he plays, uh, I think we'll look for, for him to kind of, kind of add a different element or kind of bring a different aspect to the to the running game. Um, Logan Wright, uh, Grant Walker, I think they seem to be more of a bigger backs. Um, both have speed. Uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think any of our running backs on our team are slow by no means, um, but these are kind of more of your power backs, kind of won't be afraid to really lower the shoulder and, and really knock somebody over. Uh, so I think um, with these three guys, may not see a ton of 
ton of playing time this year, especially if Fields and Garrett are healthy. And of course, I mean, we'll mention another um, player here soon and Wesley Kennedy. He'll also probably get some time in the backfield as well. But uh, if these three guys don't get a lot of playing time this year, look for all three of these guys to definitely be in the mix next year going into the 2019 season. So now let's talk about wide receivers. Uh, you know, one of those positions that's underrated on Georgia Southern teams, because obviously we're uh, predicated on running the ball. But Bob DeBess, you know, he, he did throw it around at New Mexico. And certainly that's going to be uh, an aspect of the game. Uh, we'll get with the slot receivers in a minute. But let's talk about wideouts, Cody. Malik Henry and Miles Campbell both uh, gone. They were numbers one and two, respectively on the receiving core last year. So the top returner is Obi Fortune. He had 15 receptions for 189 yards. Uh, Fields was actually fourth on the team with 11 receptions for 71 and a touchdown. Um, but tell me a little bit about uh, Fortune and also uh, Darian Anderson, you know, a commit that came in a few years ago, a uh, uh, three-star recruit. He actually decommitted from the University of Georgia. A lot of people were excited about him. So tell me a little bit about those guys and the Georgia Southern receiving core. Yeah, I think um, both those guys that you just mentioned are, are very talented wideouts. First and foremost, when it comes to our receivers, they got to be able to block with us being an option offense. Both of these guys are, are big body receivers. They can definitely block a cornerback, push them back, uh, definitely not getting around them to, to get to our, our running back and they'll open up and allow the outside to be open for us. Um, as far as their ability to run routes and to uh, catch passes, um, which I think we'll definitely see in this offense with the best he'll use as a way to kind of keep the safeties back to make sure they don't drop into the box and kind of keep them honest. Anderson and Fortune, I think, are going to play big roles. Fortune, you mentioned his numbers. They're a little low, considering that I think he was injured for some time last year in a few games that he didn't get to play. I know that he was out in the Coastal game. He'll be our number one receiver. He's, In my mind, he has some great hands and is a good route runner. And he'll get open. He'll run his route. He'll get open. He'll catch the ball. He'll be a guy works can depend on in our passing game. Um, as far as Darian Anderson, um, as you mentioned, he is was a three-star receiver that came to us, I believe, in the 2016 class or 15 class. Um, and he, I think, is a guy that is extremely talented. Again, a guy that will run his routes well. He will have good hands. Um, a guy, another one of the guys that you saw when Lunsford came in, who all of a sudden he was on the field, he started making plays. And prior to that, under the the former coaching staff, for some reason, was not on the field. Um, I see where he will probably be the uh, on the field a lot. He'll, I think he'll kind of be a surprise guy. Uh, I think a lot of defenses in our in our league won't be expecting him to 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 really do much besides just block. And I think he will be there. He'll make a few plays. He'll he'll. He'll surprise us with his speed and with his ability to um, all of a sudden just be open and, and take it and, and make defenses pay for not respecting our passing game. Again, I think these two guys are great, great guys for Wurtz to have as targets. And I, I mean, I, I know I seem repetitive in this podcast, but literally I go down each and every one of these players and I see talent all over the board. And the talent that we have does not match up to the numbers that we put up this last two seasons. So I think now with the right coordinators and with the right leadership that we have, I think this talent will will start to turn into touchdowns, lots of yards per game, lots of rushing yards, lots of receiving yards. 
I look for our offense to really step up and, and, and play big this year. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned when uh, Darren Anderson had a chance to touch the ball that he was explosive. He had a long of 44 yards last year, uh, six receptions, 106 yards, and averaged uh, just over 17 yards per catch. So definitely looking for big things from him. Let's turn to the slot position. This is something that um, you know wasn't – that big of a thing the the last two years uh, under DeBessis is a, a position that is is really important and certainly going to be crucial for quarterback Shyworks to get these guys the ball and that starts with uh, Wesley Kennedy the third we talked about him a little bit in the special teams preview but certainly going to have a big role on offense Cody definitely I think this will be a guy that will put up big numbers he'll he'll come out of the slot receiving uh, catching balls it will be used as the as an option out of the running game just look for him to be all over the field you, defenses won't know if he's going to be catching the ball as receiver or be in the backfield as a back and they'll be running around all over the field trying to catch this guy I, I look for him to be just just scoring touchdowns running all over the place just every game um, in the couple games or the few games that he played last year, he was explosive. He was dynamite. Uh, he was, I mean, he just played wonderful. So I can't, like I said, I can't say enough for the for the weapons that we have. I think the pieces are there. It's just let's get it going. Let's hit this field. Like I'm, I'm excited about this offense come September first. If you can't tell, I can't wait to see these guys play. And Wesley Kennedy is the one that I think is just gonna be just gonna be explosive. Yeah, when you look at Kennedy, I mean, you mentioned his speed. Uh, didn't get. Only got a few receptions last year, but got a chance uh, to run the ball and, and busted off a 77-yard run against Louisiana in that big win on the road last year. So definitely looking for big things out of him and just finding ways in DeBess's offense to utilize his speed. <laughs> So moving along to tight ends, this is another position kind of like the slot that wasn't really utilized uh, that much in the last few years, wasn't really utilized that much in, in the overall history of Georgia Southern football, but something that probably will be utilized under this the best offense, especially in the passing game. And Ellis Richardson is the guy that comes to mind, Cody. And this is uh, kind of my pick for the, the breakout player of the year. I, I think he is really going to shine. Uh, one of those guys that kind of didn't get his due, in my opinion, under Tyson Summers. Uh, when he got a chance, he did great things, but he just didn't get the ball enough. So uh, tell me a little bit about Ellis Richardson and what you expect from him. Yeah, I think you kind of took the words out of my mouth as far as the most impactful guy that we'll have in our offense this year outside of, of Wurtz, Field, and Garrett. Um, I, I, I mean, when you just look at – his body type, his speed, uh, the position that he plays. I mean, this is a tight end that is faster than any linebacker that, that he'll go against this year, maybe outside of Clemson, but we'll deal with that in the next episode. When you match up on him, as far as put a safety on him, he's, you know, what, 20, 30 pounds heavier than they are, taller than they are. I mean, this is a matchup nightmare when it comes to the opposing defenses that we have. He's just a mismatch. It doesn't matter who they put on him. He's just going to be a mismatch. So he's a he's a threat at all times um, in our passing game, and he'll be cutting it right across the middle most times and and look for him to, to be wide open like it was um, a few times last year. Um, I think it was the Lafayette game, you know, that, that beautiful pass play that Wirtz had right over the middle, just an easy just slant in, and boom, to the house he goes. 
I think he's just going to be a guy that's just it's just another it's just another mismatch for us that as you said we'll be able to use that for some reason under the previous coaching staff didn't get used don't know why but here we are looking forward he's going to be a guy that I think will provide her offense with a with a great threat and it's also going to be one of those things in which too which he may not have a lot of you know catches by in the game he may only have two catches for 30 yards or, or three catches for 40 yards in a game. But what he brings is, is is to a mismatch in which the defense will have to put a linebacker or have to adjust for him, which will create a, a hole or which will create a running lanes or which will create a, our option to be able to run wild because they're not crashing the line. They're not crashing the quarterback. They're not crashing the running back. They have to respect him enough to where they have to drop back or they have to prepare for him to run a route and if you don't he'll be wide open and he'll burn defenses all day long yeah you mentioned his size at 6'3 240 definitely a mismatch this is a former uh you know division one college quarterback he, he played quarterback at Alabama State really didn't see him much until later in the season last year but you mentioned I mean really came on uh, strong there in uh, in the final three games uh, two catches against South Alabama for 68 yards three catches against Louisiana for 68 yards and a touchdown and then one catch for eight yards and a touchdown in the season finale against Coastal Carolina so Ellis Richardson just one of those guys um, as you mentioned uh, he might not get uh, he might not break a hundred every game uh, you know he might only get one or two catches but they're, they're gonna be big I mean he, you're gonna find him in wide open space and he He's just going to create those mismatches with those linebackers. So we're going to close today's show with a little bit of a game. Uh, We're going to call it over-under. Pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to throw out uh, three stats uh, or numbers to Cody, and he's going to tell me whether or not he thinks uh, we'll go over that number or under that number. So we're going to start with 1,200, and that's going to be the passing yard total for quarterback Shy Wirtz this year. Yeah, I think we will go a little bit over that number. I look for him to be around 1,250, 1,300, um, not much more. And um, if our running game is, is as good as what I believe it can be, um, I don't look for a lot of passing yards, um, but I think at least around 100 yards per game isn't, isn't going to be out of the question. So I think I think it's gonna be around twelve fifty three hundred when we finally get to the end of the year. So it'll be right around that, but I'm gonna go over. All right, moving on, we'll do three thousand, and that's gonna be the total rushing yards this season. Um, again, we had uh, twenty six hundred last year, but uh, with Bob DeBess, again a, a huge jump, twenty four hundred yard rushing jump in that first year at New Mexico. So what do you think about that, Cody? Uh, do we break the three thousand yard rushing mark? Yeah, I think we do. I think that's over. I think if he can increase New Mexico's running game by over 2,000 yards in one year, I think he can probably get us over 500 yards the next. Um, I think, actually, I think it'll be closer to in between 36 and 4,000. I know that's a lot. That's going to be averaging over 300 yards a game. But I think with our backs, with our offensive line, um, I think this is going to be greatly improved. I think uh, it'll will be over that, and, and I think we'll be pushing. Actually, I think we'll be pushing um, 
4,000 yards. I think we'll be a lot closer to 4,000 than we'll be to 3,000 this year. All right, awesome. Now the final one, we'll do 30, and that's going to be points per game, uh, just over 20 points per game, the third lowest ever in Georgia Southern, modern Georgia Southern football history, dating back to 1982. So, Cody, do we break that 30-point-per-game mark? So the interesting thing about 30 points per game, anytime Georgia Southern has ever scored 30 points or more in a game, we are... 224 and 16 and that's that's not a mistake that's 224 wins 16 losses so when we score 30 points or more in a game we win ball games I think the best will get us past that mark I think we are going to be probably right at 30 points a game um, as far as at the end of the season and I think you can probably tell where I'm leaning in as far as uh, how we're going to do this year in uh, 2018 but I'm going to hold that off until our next episode uh, when we do the season review. But yeah, I think we're actually right at the 30 points per game when it's all said and done. A shy over. So that's going to wrap us up for our 2018 offensive preview. Uh, We thank you for listening. Uh, Cody, why don't you take us out? Yeah, thanks everybody again for uh, taking the time to listen to us. Um, Again, the next week's episode will be our season review. So we look forward to providing everyone with our thoughts and analysis on that. Um, So until then, hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.